0: rowan radio 89.7 wgls fm proudly presents the rowan sports review a weekly program that brings you up to date on all the exciting news of rowan university athletics including recaps and highlights player and coach interviews and a preview of upcoming games and now here's your host rowan radio sports director jack miller Welcome
1: back, everyone, to the Rowan Sports Review. Thank you for taking time out of your Saturday morning for tuning into us talking about today the Rowan's men's basketball team. I'm your host, WGLS Sports Director Jack Miller, and I'm joined with our two usual guests, Aiden Doherty and Justin Locke. Thank you guys for coming on to the Rowan Sports Review once again. And guys, this men's basketball team has really been clicking since Marcellus Ross has returned. Jazir Null has been really stepping up. He stepped up big time with a near triple-double performance against NJCU. And Mears has stepped back a little bit from contributing to this team since Ross has returned. He broke the record for most threes in a single game, Doc. Marcellus Ross has been a huge addition, and Mears has had to do a lot of Uh, or has had to do a lot less dirty work uh, since Marcellus Ross's return.
2: Yeah, I mean, the problem with this offense like without Ross was that they really didn't have anybody to go to, and that let Mears kind of take the keys to the offense. And with Ross back, I mean, he's shooting 45, or actually uh, you can round up to 46% from beyond the arc, which is impressive because he's shooting 10 threes a game. 10 is a game, and he's making four and a half of them. Like hypothetically, mm-hmm. um, and that's just uh, that's that's ridiculous. I mean, that's that's crazy number, especially because I mean, I'm sure Justin, you can talk about this, and you can also talk about this, Jack, as well as he's shooting them with hands in his face. Like, yeah. Yeah, like there is not his, him just finding ways to get open like he's just letting it fly and that's a big threat because then it opens up the drive and opens up everything else because if you know ross is going to let it fly it almost open up opens up the lane for noel and Khalif mirrors because their defender has to stick to ross almost immediately every time and it kind of spaces the floor well and it's really helped this rowan offense who they were struggling a little bit um at a point especially without ross but since he came back i mean it's been it's been lights out.
1: Yeah, and Jazir Noll and Marcellus Ross really stepped up in the R- Ramapo game last Saturday, where Jazier Noll had thirty-seven points, six rebounds, two assists, shooting fifteen for twenty-three from the floor. Marcellus Ross had had a career and Rowan record high of nine made three-pointers on eleven attempts, uh, scoring ten for fourteen from the floor, thirty points total, and. Marcellus Ross, he's been on fire. But it's great to see Jazeer Noel get involved in the offense as well, Doc, or as well, Locke, excuse me.
3: Yeah, I mean the thing with Jazeer Noel, it takes him a while to kinda of get started in the games, and that's kind of why like Ross and Mears have kind of stepped up in that first half. And when they do build the lead, it's again Ross last two games, he's doing sixteen for twenty seven from beyond the arc. And when Noel kinda of finds a back to back buck gets to go in, that's when he's the most dangerous and he did it last night against NJCU where they really kind of went into a game where 2-7, and seven, the Gothic Knights, not really a, a, a favorable uh, chance for them to win the game, and it still went to overtime. And it really came down to uh, Ross falling out late in that game, and you really had to pick up where he left off. And that's what Nol did last night, a couple N1 buckets at the end of the game. Hit his free throws. He shoots over almost 90% from the, from the charity stripe. And that's really what he kind of did last year where, again, there was no clues mirrors last year in Rowan. It was Jazir Noll, again, co Jack Player of the Year, finds his rhythm, and he, he does really well, especially on the low blocks. And his, he definitely loves that fall-away jump shot that uh, when, when he's on, he's the most dangerous player on the floor.
1: And sticking with Jazir Noll, he had a near triple-double, as I said, against NJCU in the overtime win. Oh, they, they won by three, 114 to 114-111. 23 points, 12 rebounds, 7 assists and Khalif Mears had 21 points in that game with six rebounds and two assists. Marcellus Ross had 33 points, and he almost broke his collegiate high at Rowan, as it's 34, but he got 33 in that game, shooting seven for 16 from three. And, Doc, do you like that Khalif Mears has stepped down a little bit? Because Mears has been a really nice addition for this Profs team, but the fact that now he's kind of pushed back a little bit since since Ross's return. How, how do you feel about that? I, don't, I'm, I feel like it could go either way with this answer.
2: I think it's just kind of what happens naturally when you add a threat like Marcellus Ross. It's not something where they're like, oh, we're going to take the ball out of Cleve Mears' hands more. It's just, that's just what happens uh, when you add offensive weapons to a team. But, this could also be a very good thing for Cleve Mears. It could mean you get better looks instead of having to force off maybe some shots that you wouldn't take if you knew you had Marcellus Ross to your right um, and, and trying to be that, you know, the star and playing some hero ball. But he, it could lead to him being really efficient like he was against NJCU um, just a game ago. Um, nine for twelve from the field. Uh, only shot one three. Was zero for one. Got to the line five times. Uh, had a, had a good game. I mean, six rebounds, uh, two assists. Fouled out of that one, sadly, with two steals as well. But look, nine for twelve. Like if you're if you can be more efficient because you have other weapons that defenses have to worry about, it could be a great thing. You might see a little bit dip in points per game and shots per game, but you might see a raise in his efficiency.
1: Yeah, Josh Ayers has interviews or was able to get interviews for us for the Rowan Sports Review with Marcellus, Ross, Jazir, Noel, and head coach Eric Brennan. We'll get to that a little later, but I want to talk about their next matchups that they have coming up. Three more road games. They had their last two uh, against Ramapo and NJCU were also on the road. Both games went to overtime. They lost against Ramapo by four. They beat NJCU by three. But then you, now you have three more road games, which is a really tough stretch to have five straight home games, especially in college. Their next game is in Connecticut. I understand that they have a few weeks off, they have until December 30th, till this game. Then you got two more after that, January third against Swarthmore, and another one against Kane the following Saturday. This is a tough stretch for the this prof's team lock, even though you have this break. That break also could hurt you because you're not staying warm throughout the entire season. Yeah, I mean Albertus
3: Magnus that, that matchup December thirtieth. They're eight and two coming in, so they're good at home as well, four and one. It's going to be an interesting matchup. They just they receive votes for the top twenty five. They're just outside of it, and. Again, they started off the season only had that one loss back in November uh, November 28th, I should say, against a number number 7-ranked Keene State, and then they just lost their last game. So their look of revenge is going to be against uh, the Profs, obviously, but obviously those NJAC matchups, right now the NJAC standings, even after a crucial win uh, last night for the Profs, and in overtime, it's, you're still really sixth place. Ramapo, TCNJ, Montclair State. Kane, who they're going to be playing in the beginning of January, and Stockton, and then Rowan's there at 3-3 and in conference play, which, again, they lost a close one to Stockton at home, as well as T C and, and those losses... And the they, as well, they little close yeah, one. Yeah, and they didn't, again, if they have those... It could easily be 6-0 right yeah, now. Yeah, they have those wins, I mean, we're, not, we're talking about a completely different team. Last year, they didn't lose a conference game until February 8th, and that was on yeah. a, a half-court prayer from NJCU in their building, and then after that, they let one slip away against Montclair State at home in Rowan, and... They only had two conference losses. You already have three, and you really can't afford another one because Ramapo, who's done really well, especially in their building, had a really a great fourth—I should say—second half with their top player Peter Gorman making five threes in the last five minutes. It's just unacceptable for the Pross when kind of their defensive efforts, especially with Coach Brennan, he's defensive minded. The offense goes stagnant, and that's been the the key thing for the Pross, and they can't let that happen, especially going into the new year.
1: And the offense has been—it's been there, and it's really Mm -hmm. shown how much defense that Eric Brennan has been putting into these players for the men's team doc. How important is this game against Albertus Magnus, even though it's not an NJAC game? Locke said just outside of top twenty five uh currently is there eight and two. This could prove how how good this Prof's team really is and how deep they can go potentially in the NJAC uh, tournament and as well as maybe even the NCAA tournament that will be coming up right after the NJAC.
2: It's very important. I mean, this could be a game that... Almost flips the script on the season. Not that they're off to a bad start, but they're maybe not off to the best start that they want against top opponents like Stockton, like TCNJ, where they they dropped those games. Christopher Newport, where they played very well, but just still weren't able to come away with the victory. But if they can find a way to end the 2023 season or year, I should say, not season, um, with a win uh, on December 30th, like it would it would be massive because that's gonna be that's arguably maybe the Best team on their schedule, I think. Christopher Newport was going to stay number one because because how good they are, but they're up there. Uh, it, it, their best two games uh, they play might be non conference games, and it's going to be big to possibly go on the road, come away with a win. Because then you got Swarthmore, who is also hot as well with a seven and two record, and they got Kane um, also on the road. Like if you could just find a way, even if it's just a two and one record uh, through that three game stretch, because that's three games in uh, seven days. Um, mm-hmm. And also I want to mention Kane is actually playing St. Peter's in an exhibition game right before they play Rowan. So they might be ready to play. Uh, you know, the yeah. St. Peter's of March is So they're going to – That's I, so interesting that that's – Yeah, it, I mean, I guess they're both yeah. <laughs> up north a little bit in New Jersey. I, I was just looking at their schedule. Yeah. And that game doesn't count, though. Yeah, it's, it's obviously yeah. an exhibition. Um, yeah. But it's tough because we saw TCNJ – play Miami in an exhibition and I felt like that might've made them better. So now you're kind of worried is, is this Kane exhibition against a program like St. Peter's going to make them better? Cause they play them on December 22nd and two weeks later, They're gonna host uh, Rowan.
1: And why doesn't Rowan have an exhibition?
2: I know that could make
1: them better as a team.
2: Yeah, it could. Because again, you were at the TCNJ game, right? Like they, TCNJ just looked fundamentally sound. Like it looked like they figured stuff out early. Uh, That game was in November, and they look fundamentally sound.
1: And you can see like what the difference between a D three team and a D one team is in just that game. You can understand okay what makes this team D one. What makes us D three? And how you can fix that for the rest of the season. The fact that Rowan doesn't have that, it's a little bit of a disadvantage.
2: Mm-hmm. It is, uh, especially because, look, man, they're playing this exhibition game. And by the way, it's on ESPN Plus, so might have to, if you're, might have to if, I, if I'm doing that game, yeah. I might have to tune in to see what. Kane looks like yeah. and what they no
1: matter what NJAC school you are I would tune into that to
2: see what yeah. you got film you, and can you see. got you see. film you might not have the talent St. Peter's has but yeah. you might be able to run some of those plays that St. Peter's does to get their guys open
1: yeah so this road stretch is going to be very difficult for the profs uh, even though they have this break you got, but looking at the rest of their schedule, I mean, it's it's all NJAC games, and mm-hmm. honestly, Locke, You could say that they're all kind of must-win. You got to have to have the mindset that you got to win all of these, just because you want to get back to that same spot that you were last year. You want to get back to that NCAA tournament, because if not, that's a huge that's a huge crush to all the players that did make it last year, and the fact that even though you added the defense this year and you couldn't make it to the NCAA potentially this year, that's a huge. That's just a huge crush to all the players that made it last year.
3: Yeah, I mean, for a team that lost three stars, obviously due to graduation, it, it's a different team, especially, again, Cleef Mears, Booty Butler, and Jameer Spivey all didn't play with you last year. And the game implemented, they still have a 7-4 and four record. Again, they've had close losses. Their largest loss was by 10. And if you look at it, again, every game matters. Montclair State, Rutgers, Newark— especially in your own building, they haven't won those games. Stockton was just out of reach. It was 70-70 at a point after McCarran 3, and then they the last minute 30, they don't get back on the board, and that's what you lose the game there. And then TC and Jay goes on a, a 10-point swing after an inbound steal, something that happened even last year. It's The, the little minor mistakes with this team, they have to govern on, especially, again, when that offense, when they're at their high points, They're again, they're the 17th-ranked offense in D3 by points. But when they go cold, it's pretty much there's nothing they could do. Defensively, they they are good on that side of the ball, and Brendan has definitely been a focal point on that. But again, when when you're playing against these teams you've already played once, you can't lose 0-2 in, in that series for the year because. That's really going to be the difference between you having a home court game in the uh, NJAC playoffs, or you going on the road, and it's harder to win on the road.
1: It really is hard to win on the road, especially with these NJAC games. All of them are physical. They know how important each of these games are. But, guys, do you have any final words about this men's basketball team before we send it to uh, the interviews that Josh Ayers was able to get for us between Marcellus Ross, Jazier Noll, and even Eric Brennan, head coach for the men's basketball team?
2: And we're going to see. We're going to see what this team is made of um, during this break, you can say. Um, when you come back, when you, we're talking at, at the end of January about this team, I think we'll know a lot more about this team, and we're going to see what they can do. You know, a couple tough non-conference matchups, and then it's a run of NJAC teams. And we're again, we're just going to see what they're built for. And I think they are built for it. I, I think that they... They just got to put it together a little bit more. Some sloppy mistakes, like you mentioned, Justin, um, have have been a reason that they've lost two of their two of their four losses uh, are due to that. Um, in close close matchups. They just got to figure that out. They haven't played too much together uh, in recent years because a lot of transfers. And this is where they are really going to have to ramp up and pick it up uh, before mid mid January. I can say.
3: Locke, What do you think of this team before we send it to Josh? I think this team has the talent to do kind of what they did last year. They only lost six games the regular season, and that means they only got to lose two more for that. I think, as, as Doc was saying, by the end of January, if they can somehow only lose one of these NJAC games to close it out, it's going to be the team at the top of the NJAC. And, and again, we might be having a back-to-back years with that NJAC banner.
1: That's all we can hope for at this point as uh, Rowan College students here mm-hmm. in Glassboro. But thank you guys for, for uh, tuning in as we will now send it to Josh, who has interviews again with Eric Brennan, the head coach for the men's basketball team, Marcellus Ross, as well as Jazir Noll.
4: Mr. Ross on December 9th against Ramapo, I mean, you tied the school record for three pointers in a game. I mean, has a it feel hearing that? Oh, it was
5: cool. Uh, unfortunately, I feel like it didn't really count for much because we lost, but it, it was cool. Uh, conference was definitely cool, but I, the, what was most important to me was the win. Sucks we went in overtime and lost, but it was cool, though. It was cool to find it out.
4: Yeah, and I mean, in that game against Ramapo, you guys were in control late, but then I, I believe it was a 15-2 run at the end yeah. that uh, they went on that forced the game into OT and they ended up... Um, pulling away at the end I mean talk about what exactly that what happened in that run I guess
5: honestly I they just got hot I like gotta give it to them they got hot um, I think we played a great game for the most part I think we were in control most of the time we played together played as a team we we're knocking down shots and uh, their best player ended up getting a little bit hot and that's what happened
4: I mean overall you guys I mean how does it feel that against a team like Rambo who's ranked uh, first in the Jack right now I mean, you guys we're in control late in that game And... Even though it, it took a, it took them, you know, hitting shots late and they got really hot, as you said. I mean, how does it feel, even though it, t- it, like, it, it took all that effort for them to be able to yeah. win that game against you guys?
5: I think it takes a lot to perspective. It lets us know that that's the number one team to inject. And then we're the, we're, the, we're the reigning champs from last year. That's the number one team to inject. And it took them 15 to run to beat us in overtime. Then uh, it lets us know that we're not doing too bad. We still figure some things out. But when it clicks, it's going to click. And we'll definitely see them again.
4: And talking about how you guys have been clicking, I mean, talk about the... um yeah, we talked about early in the season about how uh there's a lot of nuances with this team so far you know obviously new head coach eric brandon who, who's been with the team you know as an assistant but mm-hmm. first time him stepping into this head coaching role mm-hmm. and then just a whole new starting five as a whole you know introducing khalif Meers, mm-hmm. who's been a big part of the team i mean how do you feel the team chemistry has been at this or how the team chemistry is now compared to what it was at the beginning of the season
5: uh, it's a work in progress. I think it's still a work in progress. I think it's, it's better, though. I think we've seen improvements over the last week. I think it starts in practice. We've changed the whole dynamic and focus in and practice, of straight keeping energy, doing the right things. General, we're just trying to win every single day, and that's doing a lot for our chemistry. So, I, th- I think it's getting better. I think we still got... This break will be uh, crucial for us, and then we'll come back in e- even better chemistry next year.
4: So, after the uh, the loss against Rampo, you guys traveled up to Jersey City to take on uh, NJCU. I mean, were there any uh, takeaways that you guys really... from uh, Any takeaways from the Rampo game that you guys brought into that game against N- NJCU?
5: I just know that it was a muscle win game for us. We believe it was a muscle win from the rip. Everybody knew, getting on the bus, that we wanted to win the game. Uh, we knew that going in overtime, again, that we didn't want... We, we know how it felt to... Lose Lose in overtime last week, we didn't want to feel the same way again this week. So the fact that we got an overtime, we you knew that we couldn't fold. We couldn't. We couldn't uh, panic. We just had to stay focused, lock in, and be the better team for five minutes.
4: Yeah, and in that game, you scored uh, 33 points, I believe, and uh, I mean, that brings your total to, in two games, 63 points. I mean,
5: it, how does it feel to hear that? That's cool. I mean, for me, I feel like putting a ball in the basket never really was a challenge. I think I just, that's what I do, and uh, we got a bunch of guys who can do the same thing, so any given night, it's going to be any of us to, to, to have that stat line. Uh, last night just happened to be me, but it's cool, though. Um, I'm happy that that, that, that happened, and I'm most importantly, happy that we won, and let's just keep winning, type thing.
4: Currently, look at the NJAC standings. I mean, uh, you guys currently are sitting. Sitting at a third with a 3 3 conference record, 7 4 overall. I mean, how are you feeling about how where you guys sit at and what's the outlook as you guys, you know, as you get into this break and then when you come back, what's the expectation when you guys uh, come back from break?
5: Uh, right now, that my, my look on is a little bit frustrated. Uh, I know that we, uh, what we're capable of. I think that we're the best team in the NJAC by far. So for us to be third is a little bit frustrating, but it's cool though. I mean, it's still early. We'll bounce back. We'll take, we'll, we'll take full advantage of the, of the time and we'll be the better team. Um, and the, coming back in the break, the whole goal is to just continue to win, continue to figure this out as a team and get to the first NJAC and then get an NJAC championship.
4: Alright, I'm currently here with, uh, senior forward Jazier Noel. and, uh, the game against, uh, Raymond Poe on, uh, December 9th I mean, you guys w- were in control for most of that game, but then 15-2 run late forced the game to OT, where the Roadrunners ended up uh, pulling away. I mean, what are your th- what were your thoughts coming out of that game after the overtime period?
6: Overall, uh, I kind of I loved that game for us, chemistry-wise as a team. You know, it was just it was definitely a lesson for us. I loved that game for us overall on the outlook of our season. One one day we'll look back and uh, we'll really notice that that game was a, a big part of our season. It was really it was a big lesson, like, even though it was a loss, but it was it was really, I think it was really good for us.
4: A, ge- a game that was, uh, can be considered a must-win for you guys, going up to NJCU, playing uh, the Gothic Knights, I mean, in that game, it was another overtime period that you guys had to play in, and in that overtime period, you scored the last six points. I mean, what was, uh was there anything you carried over from the Rampo game that you really focused on in that game against NJCU, uh, personally?
6: Uh, personally, it was just, uh, uh just came into the mindset just, Just win, man. I just wanted to help my teammates. I just wanted to do whatever I could do, like try my best to get in, just just get back into that win column. Uh, Just just the the loss of that taste, that that taste in my mouth after that loss against Ramapo. It just wasn't a good feeling. I just made sure I didn't want to have that feeling again.
4: More positive outlook. I mean, uh, for you personally, it's been a, you've been a double-double machine so far this season. I mean, you, the last game against NJCU, you had another double-double, making your total seven in ten games so far played. I mean, how does it
6: feel to like hear that for, uh, hear that stat pretty much? I mean, uh, it, it's definitely a, a good feeling. You know, it's uh, definitely a good feeling to be uh, noticed for your achievements and uh, how well you're playing on the court. Just most of all, I just wanna be recognized for winning and I'm not more so of a st- statistic guy, I just want to be recognized for winning uh the most important aspect of basketball is winning to me.
4: Yeah, and we uh we also talked about uh early in the season, uh how about how you know, all the nuances pretty much, you know, Eric Brendan stepping into his new role then the whole new starting five and you guys really having to adjust to a new uh, system, pretty much the new players all around. I mean, how do you feel the team chemistry is on the court at this point in the season compared to the beginning of the season?
6: I would definitely say it's improving. Just like you said, like, it's uh, definitely a new thing. It's a new thing going on around here. New starting five, new players, new bench, new coaches. Might be the same coaches, but it's a, it's, it's a whole different ulterior motive going on now. It's definitely a, a learning experience for me. I, I'm definitely enjoying it. There's highs, there's lows, but there's one thing we always keep in mind just to stay together.
4: The way the how the NJAC standings look right now is about uh, you guys have a three and three conference record currently sitting in third with a seven and four record overall. I mean, hearing that, how does that? How do you feel about the uh, where you guys sit at the standings right now?
6: Honestly, it's very motivating. You know, coming from last year and then you just hear how great we are and how we guys are just undefeated in the conference and we are like basically untouchable last year but you know uh, it's definitely motivating to see that, that teams are are stepping up to the bat and and i'm honestly enjoying it i love the competitive nature of this conference and i think it's just helping me get better overall as a player
4: yeah uh um, what do you uh what are the expectations like for you and the team as a whole when you guys come back from this uh break
6: oh man uh, the expectation is to just just to get better you know Uh, use the things that's going on in the past You reflect on these past 10 games that we played, well these past 11 actually past 11 games that we played and just find ways to get better you know, the harder we work uh, the better the outcome will come I'm here with the
4: Rollins men's basketball head coach Eric Brennan and uh, coach I mean on uh, Saturday December 9th you guys went up to Ramapo and it was a real tough matchup I mean you guys were in control until late in the game they went on a 15-2 run I mean what what was going through uh, your mind during that, uh, that late run that Ramapo went on.
0: Yeah, last four minutes were tough. We couldn't uh, execute um, and their guy got extremely hot. I think he hit five. He went five for five for his three pointers. Um, and he was hitting some tough shots. So credit to him. He stepped up and made some big time shots for him. Uh, we have to do better, execute and offensively, I thought the time management of it was fine. We just literally couldn't get a stop and then uh, on the reverse end of that, you know, couldn't execute down the stretch and they were able to tie it up. But before all that
4: happened, I mean, like I said, you guys were we pretty much in control of that yeah. game, and that's one positive. I mean, are there any other positives you look you look at when you uh, re- review that game?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I I thought you know our guys played well enough for most of the game to win. Um, I was happy with their effort. Uh, I thought they played good team ball that day. You know, so for you know, I think we led for like close to 38 minutes of the game. So. Typically when you do that, uh, you know, you expect to win, but uh, that's why the game is 40 minutes long. Um, you know, and that's why you got you to gotta close opponents out because we is a good team. They have a group of kids that have been together for a while, and, and the kid Peter Gorman uh, is, a, is a standout player. So they needed him to get extremely hot. Uh, he was able to do that for them, and, and we weren't able to execute. Um, but yeah, prior to that, you know, obviously I thought uh, it was a well-played game by us.
4: Each game that goes, that passes by, I think you see the, the chemistry of the the, the, the I, what I call the big three. I mean, yeah. M- Mears, Ross, and uh, no- uh, Noel. I mean, what, what do you, um, do you also see that? Like as each game passes, the more minutes that they play together, you see them just learn how to play off one another? Yeah, I
0: agree. And and it's not just those three. Those are the three are the easy ones to identify because of the scoring. And a lot of people focus on scoring during games. But uh, it, it's really the, you know, the whole team. Uh, starting to gel together more guys starting to understand where other guys are going to be uh, what their role is how they can contribute to winning for that day because uh, each day looks a little different for us but um, those three in particular yeah I think they're starting to get uh, more familiar with each other uh, uh, Jazir and Marcellus had that because uh, they played last year together um, and now adding Kalief into the mix um, you know, I think as the season goes on, I'm hopeful that uh, it starts to look a little more uh, cohesive out there on the offensive end. You know, and we're a little more in sync than, you know, maybe uh, the, f- the first few games of the year. But, uh, yeah, I, th- I think those three are uh, any one of them can, can blow- have a blow up night, you know, uh, and I think each one of them has shown that. And uh, it's a good to have. It's, it's you know, a good weapons to have
4: yeah Uh, what's like the uh, individual impact they each bring like for example you know how uh, Khalif really brings it on the uh, defensive end what 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 uh, besides the defensive end what else do those three individually
0: bring to the team yeah so uh, Khalif uh, offensively it's it's extremely tough to stay in front of him Um, he's jerky with his moves but he's also extremely quick and athletic so he can get to the rim uh, on just about anybody Marcellus obviously he's he's leading the nation in three-pointers made right now Um, and I think three Pointers made per game. You can check me on that, but he's just extremely hot right now. So we got to find him when he's open. We got to give it to him when he's open, uh, and we trust him to take 15 threes a game. You know, I think you saw it last night. So uh, Marcellus is an elite shooter. Uh, we all know that, but you know he can. If he's crowded, he can get a couple dribbles, get to a pull up, or a couple more dribbles, get to the lane or make a play. So he's not just a shooter. Um, he's actually really solid defensively. And and then Jazeera, um, you know, I think outside of his scoring, he's, he's He's really been our leading force, him and Spivey, on, on the uh, glass, both offensive and defensive. So, uh, and also his ability to uh, deter shots at the rim. Uh, but he's he's been a huge resource for us. Rebounding, it's been important to us. We're not always the biggest team. So uh, to have him out there pulling in 10-plus uh, boards a game has been big.
4: Yeah. Um, was there any uh, takeaways from the Ramapo game that you guys really harped on and looked to continue or avoid when you guys went up to Jersey City to play NJC? Yeah,
0: I think the biggest thing was like um, it really felt like we played good team ball that day. So building on that, I, I thought we shared the ball well. Um, offensively, I think we had somewhere between 17 to 20 assists. Um, and then it was just, uh, what we need to work on was just situational stuff. There's probably some things that I could look at to do differently uh, in terms of denying the kid or not letting him get it. But yeah, I think those are the two big things. Really, even though it sucked, like, it sucked bad. Uh, There was a lot of good to build off of that game. Um, the guys were together after it, you know, and uh, I, I think we all felt that uh, offensively and even defensively at times, we, we played as a unit, like it, it, it felt good. Um, and then situationally, we just didn't close it out. So, you know, that's something, some things we'll work on.
1: I want to give a huge thank you to Aiden Doc, Justin Locke, and especially a huge thank you to Josh Ayers for getting those interviews with Eric Brennan, Marcellus Ross, and Jazir Noll. This episode couldn't have been possible without those interviews. Thank you guys for tuning in. For Doc, Locke, and Ayers, I'm Jack Miller, your host for The Roan sports review. Thank you guys for tuning in and have a great rest of your Saturday.